Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, everyone. This is Damo. I just want to let you all know that our very own Sean Carney's stage play, Dracula, Last Voyage of the Demeter, will be on at the Adelaide Fringe Festival for five shows starting March 1st, thanks to the folks at Sporadic Productions. It's a wonderfully written script which takes a scene that is all but skipped over in the original novel and draws it out into a frightening and nuanced character-driven story. Truly one not to be missed. So if you're in Adelaide or just want to head over there at the start of March, I cannot recommend this one enough. You can get tickets from the Adelaide Fringe Festival website and I've put a link in the show notes as well. Stay scared, everyone. You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, (laughs) culture, (laughs) adventures... Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is a 2022 American black comedy horror film directed by Helena Rajan with a screenplay by Sarah DeLapp and from a story by Kristen Ropinian. When a group of 20-somethings get stuck at a remote mansion during a hurricane, a party game goes very, very wrong and ends with a dead body on the ground and fake friends at every turn as they try to find the killer among them. Gentlemen, Sean, yeah. exceptional premise. Yes. yes. Big fan. Love the thought. The storm's coming. They know the storm's coming. Yeah, bit of a we're party. We're going to just batten down. We're all just going to have fun here together. Premise is good. Yep. Location good. Yeah. Yep. Everything's looking good. The vibes yep. look good. Yeah. No, no, Sean, the vibes. Sorry, I mean the vibes. Sorry, I should say the aesthetic. The aesthetic yes. of the film. Because yeah. the vibes, they're not vibes good. Vibes are not good. <laughs> vibes are tenuous at best at the start. The vibes are bad. From vibes are shaky. The beginning. Right. Yes. But characters... Cunts, cunts, cunts. Sean, that's the point of the movie. <laughs> Don't care. Yeah, I know. But th- this is the thing with me and my uh, <clears throat> brain. Yeah. I like. I just can't connect with any character in this fucking movie. Not even. I them. hate all of them. Even Greg. Borat too. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Even her. To be honest. Yeah. I was she's, gonna say she's Lee us. Pace is Greg character. Lee Pace. Fuck. He's so good in this. He's MVP. Uh, Rachel Sennett probably is. But Rachel, we'll get to yeah, that in a minute. Yeah. There's a lot of MVPs. I, in this. I really do hate all the characters. Yeah. This reminds me of a movie that I really dislike called Spring Breakers. <laughs> I knew you were <laughs> they're just such fucking cunts. Right. Like, I actually hate watching that. Yeah. I need to say that from the outset. Yes. This movie is not for me. Yeah. Even though I really respect various aspects of it. I think it's pretty well made. I just can't get on board anybody's thing here. Yeah, yeah. Let me double down on that basically. So like I'm a big hope and friendship boy. Yeah. That's that's my peak viewing experience. Uh this didn't have either of those things. It is fucking it's a bit cynical. It's all about mistrust and broken friendships and yeah, I kind of had a hard time with that side of it as well. This, I'll save this until later because I don't want to be too negative up front, but like it, it does really well to sort of play on the satire nature of things. But for me, there was not a few enough, issues. Perhaps. Not enough to quite get me where I wanted to be. But like I said, I'll save that for a bit later in the episode. Boys, this will not surprise you at all. Here we go. I had a fucking ball. I love 
movies. Vibes. Like, I love, it's big, it's a vibes movie, but also I love this premise of, and I know you guys are like, I need some heart. I, I knew what I was getting in from, like, every single person in this movie is going to piece of sh- be a piece of shit. Yeah. The idea is that it's built on mistrust because they're all pieces of shit it is exactly why the movie has to be the way it is. Yeah. Because they're all not very nice to one another. Yeah. And that's, yeah. That, that the reason the movie ends the way it does and the way it goes the way it goes is because of that. I bought in immediately. I love the, the mystery. I love the fact that everyone's just constantly, you're never on solid ground, but it is also very fucking funny. Mm. There are some genuinely hilarious beats in this. And yeah, I, I love, I love. I love Mean Girls fighting. It's funny. <laughs> it's so funny. There's some great bits in it that just yeah really tickled me. But I, I get why if you were looking for warmth, you're in the wrong. You're in a looking hurricane. in the looking yeah, in the yeah. wrong place. One hundred percent. That's place. the thing. So like, I think the movie's really well made. I just think yeah, it's not a it's not necessarily a demo movie. Saying that, still lots of things I really enjoyed about the movie. A lot of it was the premise and the setting. I think. Fuck, that's great. And I actually read, so the story by credit for uh, Kristen Rapinian. So she originally wrote the screenplay for this. It basically had the premise and the setting. Except even then, I think it was like, uh, might have been a blizzard instead of a whatever. Either way. But she had a more traditional slasher. Cool. Yeah. And then when Sarah DeLamp came in and maybe even when Helena Rajan came in, they like, no, no, let's play with the idea of, you know, Gen Z satire this Mean Girls stuff and kind of, yet. Yeah, I think it maybe had some of those roots, but they ultimately did overhaul the whole thing. Yeah. I actually think that's good. It's just, mm. I think you and I are probably on the same page completely mm. here. For us, it's just not the kind of story we want. Yeah. doesn't mean it's shit. I think most of it's fairly effective. It's just, it, and it's, a very it's one engaging of those movies watch. that by design is not going to give me anything I really want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's talk about the cast and the characters for a minute because that's clearly the yeah. to me the what makes this movie stand the bodies 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 uh, the bodies 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 it does really make it stand out apart from like a slasher where you are just waiting for the bodies to hit the floor you're right like with a traditional slasher a lot of the time they're just kind of nothing characters yeah and the thrill is like yeah they're next sort of thing right what gory way are they going to yeah, cop yeah. it this is where the this, thrill yeah. is like the lights are off some of them are high none of them like one another right. good actors very good, good actors, actors. Yeah. Rachel Sennett I think Shiva Baby? She's a jet. If you haven't seen Shiva Baby, I watch haven't that. yet. Okay. Well, hey, watch it if you want to have a panic attack for yeah. 80 minutes. All right. I'll, I mean, I'm still going to watch it. It's, but I'm going to have to choose. She's incredible. It's tense as fuck. You it's are stressful. You, it's the music so... design is gets under your skin and fucks okay. you up. Okay. It's yes. Incredible filmmaking and acting. She's yeah. basically going to shiver yeah. and she doesn't want to be. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Things yeah. are spiral. It's, it's crazy. She yeah. was exceptional, though. Yes. Yeah, she's oh, fantastic. Should have. Won a lot of awards and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's Maria, a reason I think she's now going to start getting roles. She's great in this. Maria Baklova. Yeah, yeah, from Borat Two. Borat Two. Yeah, as B. She is. Fantastic. She's good, but I didn't latch onto her, and she was probably the only one that I probably could. And yep. for whatever reason, I was just kind of like, eh, you're a little bit too much of a wet piece of lettuce. Oh, that's fucking rude. No, that's just how I feel. Sure, I'm going to turn the lights off later and come and kill you for real. That's all right. <laughs> you're wet lettuce as well. I'll, I'll take you. Yeah, but you also would. for me, I liked Greg. I thought Lee, so yeah, Lee Pace too. Was, yeah. lo- was generally like, Obviously, he's an older dude who's trying to hang out with the young so kids. So originally, oh. I, originally, I don't like him because yeah. I'm like, you're a fucking creep. But then, like, yeah, before too long, I'm like, actually, I don't mind Greg. He's the, all right. The thing I love about his character is that it seems like he's like, oh, what are you doing? You're a bit of a skis. And mm. it's like they ruin him because they are so much meaner than he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. They just bully him into oblivion. And I fucking love the throw a bit of like, no, it's him because he's he's a vet. And she's like, yeah. He's a veterinarian's assistant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they've built this idea that he's like a military vet and he's really weird and he's not. He's a sweet idiot. Yeah. Just a calm, 
Yeah. Natured boy. Just a big loser. Yeah. Big hulking presence. Like, oh, mate, he's a beast, he's mate. He's it's funny because I've beast. seen him in a lot of different roles. Yeah. Probably like fantasy stuff. Like, I think he's in Hellboy and he's in oh. Hobbit and stuff like that. You don't really get the size of him. Yeah. No, he's a big unit. Yeah. Can I tell you a great Hobbit story connected to bodies, bodies, bodies? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, you know how he is the one who uses the sword on the champagne, Chekhov's sword, that yeah, yeah. He, he shows it and then Pete Davidson is practicing later and <laughs> that's why this whole thing happens. He, Lee Pace was nervous about fucking that up so he practiced he practiced with a saw that he had been given from his time in the hobbit when yeah. he played that, that elf played guy that elf king yeah, yeah with his sword so he was practicing doing that with, a, Lord of the Rings with a big fuck off oh that's cool actual lord of the rings hobbit prop sword on him. probably the best thing to come out of the hobbit mm. can i add something there as well yep i've done that before oh, oh with a sword with a sword is that a did you get hard after you did it oh i mean yes <laughs> i meant soft once i ejaculate but yeah no so uh, my mate briny who works at pirate size she has one of the swords and she's done it before. And I was like, dude, that's the coolest thing ever. What kind of sword? Like what? From it, what? It's, it is this sort of one. I can't, I don't know what kind so of sword. specifically for that. I think it's like, yeah, I think it's like the idea. Saber, yeah? yeah. It's like a saber, but yeah, I think it is designed that that's the idea of it. And then, yeah, we're at Pirate Side's Christmas party. And then there was like a lot of a room full of people there. And then she goes, Damon, here you go. You said you wanted to give it a go. I'm like, Oh shit. So everyone's turning, looking at me and I'm like, I'm like Pete Davidson. I'm like, well, how do I do it? And basically, it's like actually not even hard if you've got the right sort of thing. You basically run it up. as You've just got to keep it on it, bit of pressure, run it up the thing. And then because there's the pressure in the bottle already, when it cracks that, the little lip of it, pop, off it goes. Felt like a fucking rock star afterwards. People cheer. Yeah, big cheer. I was in a room full of people. It was amazing. Uh, I get why P. Davison. Yeah, I get it. I get it. it. Felt like he had tiny dick. (laughs) I actually have a sword, so I'm going to go home now and try and replicate Damo, and I'm going to die. Yeah, I'm excited. You're going to be so I'm Greg, and you're Pete Davison. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I hate Pete Davison. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a fan. I mean, he's fine. Eh. Apparently, huge dong. Okay. So the opposite to what I was saying. (laughs) Well, now I'm a fan. Well, like, (laughs) to be honest, watching this, I was like, oh, this fucking prick of a guy. But I'm like, no, well, he's acting the character perfectly because I despise him. Like, I actually think he does a really, like, there are three people who I think knew what movie they were in. And when I was enjoying it the most, it was these three people. Can you guess who they were? Rachel Sennett, Pete Davidson, Pete Davidson, Lee Pace. Thank Lee you very Pace. much. I also would throw Amanda Sternberg in there. Yep. Who yep. plays um, Sophie? Yeah, I think it's Sophie. Yeah. She's she knows yes she knows what movie she's in because she comes into the movie hot. Like her rolling into that scene at the pool and Rachel mm. Sennett greets her, but everyone else is really weird. And then you learn later that she was not invited yes. to this event. Yeah. And she's rocked up with a date after getting out of rehab because she's. Not well, but also it's their fault. She's the way she is. It's just, it's not, it's, I don't know. I just like, I th- feel like the cast are really good and actually feed off one another well. Mm. But in terms of nailing the assignment, those three are Four. fantastic. Yeah. And then I think Maria and, and, and um, Amanda doing I, I'll tell you why. It's not even like just the act, the actors, it, it's the script as well. I think in that they get to be that 10%, maybe even more, more comedic, yes. more satirical, more exaggerated. And so for me, I had a lot more fun with them and I could believe the snarkiness and the backstabbing and, and all the sort of drama that was going on. With everyone else, it actually like felt, well, no, this is grounded and this is it's a little bit too grounded and real. And especially when there's such high consequences for this crazy drama in the sense that everyone's fucking dying and it's all their fault. I just felt myself getting annoyed where it was like comedic and like slightly slapstick or whatever. I'm okay with it. But then when it wasn't, when it was actually like, no, this is some serious shit you're talking about, and now someone's two of you mates have copped it because of it, 
I, I found it less fun then. And it was all of a sudden a bit more serious. And again, there is no hope and it's just drama is toxic and killing everybody. Yeah. I mean, I was never expecting hope from this movie. So No, and again, like 100%, that's, that's part of my viewing experience. But yeah, just for me, I felt that the, that side of it, I'm like, oh, if, the, I, if I, Damien Rob, got more of that, yeah. more where all the characters were just slightly more exaggerated versions of who they already are. Like, I think they nailed having these different iterations of different types of characters in this friendship group. But I just wanted them to be that little bit more, hit the levels those other guys were hitting, so that when the chaos happens, I'm just feeling more of the joy of it, I guess, in yeah. a weird way. It's it's one of those things, I think there are two scenes that are like perfect for that vibe. And one of them is the scene where they go down to Lee Pace and he's in the gym and he's got that fucking mask on and he's meditating yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're freaking out. And he doesn't know anything that's happened. Right. And they go to like, someone's dead. And he's like, yeah, I know. That's the game. Because he's desperate to play along. Right. And then he starts barking at them like he's a werewolf. Yeah, yeah. It's just, fuck, so funny. And mm. then um, then everyone gets upset when he gets killed, even though they were going down there to kill him in the first place. Yeah. Uh, that whole that whole sequence is great. But I also love the scene um, after the first person is killed in the game. Mm where they basically lampshade what's going to happen over the next 50 minutes. So they kind of explain, no, you'll do, you, you if you're the killer, you always do this and you like, and then those things kind of right. happen. The mechanics of, of who the murderer is are kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, through. and like the meta-ness of it, especially when they, they're having the discussion of who's the murderer, who's not the murderer yeah. after the first round of bodies, body, bodies, that I really like. That sort of like, obviously harkens a bit to scream where we've got this meta-ness of, of talking about these murder story, murder mysteries, I guess, if you want to call it that or slasher, uh, and them actually living one. So like that side of it, I was like, yeah, this is okay. I'm, I'm on board here. I think one of the big drawbacks for me is that Maria Baklava's character is not strong in any real capacity because she is the only one who is going to break through that. They're all very cynical and they're all yeah, very yeah, yeah. of that that thing that you and I don't really want to watch. Yeah. She's the only one who kind of has that potential. She doesn't shine through enough at all for me. Yeah, I agree. I think because the only time she really does something is when she kills Greg, which made me actually dislike her because I yeah. liked Craig um, where I think especially after she finds the panties in the car and knows yeah she of course they're is, not hers they're not hers we already saw where the top was that she could have almost done a bit of a ready or not or the menu where she's like actually no you guys can all fucking burn I'm out of like you guys are lunatics I'm out of here well, where she, she doesn't she's just part of it still. she goes back in I guess to confront her but also she's in a car that's like filling up with water like yeah, yeah. she she kind of is out there having a bad time. So I guess I, I get why she comes back mm. and why she participates in it. And I get I get that she is a bit more passive because I think you you need a character like that in this sort of movie. Because there's so much big characters. Yeah, and, and because so because also she's there as like she not she needs to kind of be there as a kind of a passive kind of oh, because Sophie's character is just like bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Yeah. But I think in terms of Yes, all right, I get that she's a little passive, but she gets a nice moment when they have that fight over the phone and they're yeah. fighting out in the pool and there's just water and mud and shit. And then that scene where they're both like lying on the ground and they finally see the clip Yeah, of, is it David? Is that Pete Davidson's character? Yeah. yeah. How he finally dies. Yeah. And just the realization that none of it needed no. to happen. Yeah. Not, not a single person needed to die. <laughs> so I, I actually called that when the second one died, who fell down the stairs, I turned to Holly and I said, I think all of it's just going to be accidents or, or like misunderstandings. Well, yeah, because the only person who gets killed is, oh, no, they also kill Jordan because they throw her off the... Yeah. Was that satisfying for you then, Damo, for that to have happened? Uh, no, because again, then I'm just like, oh, all these deaths are pointless. And again, that's where the cynical nature of it. Like, I think... When I take a more outside perspective, I can look at it a bit more clinically. I actually think, bravo, you've 
you knew what you were doing and you succeeded in that. But of course, like any viewing experience, I can't help but bring some of my own baggage along, I guess. And so, yeah, for me, I just like, I was like, yeah, okay, well, their deaths are pointless and now I'm just getting a bit frustrated almost. Yeah. So that was that was my experience. But again, I think for people who I think because they meant to do it, it's actually quite good. Yeah. But yeah, again, it's just me who doesn't like it. Tom, you said before you came into this and you didn't expect to have find any hope. No. I think maybe I was the same, but I, I still think every time I go into a movie, I, I hold out hope that there will be really? hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it is deflating, actually, when it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though you know, there. even though you know, I I'm not sure if I 100 percent knew going into this because I wouldn't have watched a trailer. I would have just sort of seen all this great oh, yeah, okay. buzz so around. I saw like, a trailer, oh, and I'm like, I, don't I think know exactly Dusha watched it first. And when Joel Dusha watches something <laughs> and loves it, I'm like. Spring Breakers is one of your top four movies of all time. I do not trust you ever. <laughs> I think for me, the thing that wins me over with that is that, yeah, yeah. Like, if you go in there expecting hype or if you go in there looking for that, you're not going to get it. Yeah. But I still think, for me, I love the fact that the deaths are all accidents. And yeah. That no one's actually, like the whole reason, speaking of top fours, one of my favorite movies of all time is Fargo. And I love that as an idea. The right. idea that this thing over here happens that yeah. is unrelated to these five things here. And it might be an accident and it might be someone just fucks up or someone leaves a door open or someone accidentally shoots a guy in the head and then eight people over here die because mm. this guy's done the wrong. I love the, that kind of What are those contraptions pieces. called? Um, gold, Rube, Rube, Rube Goldberg, Rube Goldberg machines. machines. Yes. A Rube Goldberg machine of murder. Yes. I love that. And I love this. I, I knew going in, I'm like, I don't, I thought early on, I'm like, I don't think anyone's actually killed him. Right. I think he's. Killed himself somehow. I thought the storm. That was my thinking. He's like, yeah. oh, because we saw he'd obviously been slid open or whatever. I thought, all right, well, there's it's a fucking cyclone outside or wherever yeah. it was. Some then they find this machete. Yeah. You're like, okay, but I, I was like, something. It's it's an accident or it's not what they think. And then for me, the joy comes from from like a slasher where you're right. like, oh, which one of these guys are going to get next? The joy for me is it's like, okay. Who's still standing and what's the next fuck up? Yeah, right. And so it's it's the Greg getting killed and then Rachel Sennett getting getting killed and then the girl falling down the stairs and then yeah. them having the shootout with the gun, that yeah, the literal yeah. Chekhov's gun that oh. comes back again. And then all the little elements just building up together and then the mistrust and the underwear and the and I think the layers of it are really nice. I read a bit of trivia about it where in terms of like characterization and layers that each of the characters have their own light source and the director's like the light source they use is representative of their character. And the example they give is Sophie is always using someone else's source of Right, yeah. Well, it's yeah. Never her, she never uses her own phone. She's always using B's phone or someone else's torch or this person's glow stick to kind of cover up the fact that she's lying about being clean and she's still using and she's still... she's Yeah, she's slipped and so she's using all these people as yeah. like to get what she wants out of yeah, her, that's basically. Cool. That's very and I'm good. like, that's pretty clever. And that the cinematographer taught all of the actresses... And, and actor in, in, in Lee Pace, but all the actors, how to, um, light their own scenes. Cause they, huh. they had, they're all lit with whatever they've got. Yeah. Yeah. And if they miss their cue, they'd have to like scrap and start again. Cause otherwise they're just silhouettes. Like if they fucked it. Right. They, oh, that's very cool. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, that's, that's a pretty cool. Yeah. It's a very cool approach. Bodies, bodies, bodies. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, let me, uh, let me ask you this, sort of on that. Were we scared? Nah. There's some tense moments. Yeah. But it's never, no, it's never super scary. It's never super scary. There are a few moments in the dark. And again, this is, I, this is why I kind of wanted to ask it. Because to me, I'm like, there are a few moments when they're using those light sources. And I thought, oh, they're doing this really well. And even there was like a couple of times where I'm like, why is she holding her torchlight on? I'm like, one, so we can fucking see it, something. Yeah. Uh, and two, because, yeah, it's, I guess it's pitch black, so you kind of need to. But I, I think it was effective what they did. I'm really interested to know that they had to do it themselves because I think they actually pulled it off. It's, yeah. It was really visually really interesting and did add that light, level of like a little bit of tension, a little bit of fear because there is so much black on the screen that we can't see, that sort of thing. But, again, because I thought, oh, it's all accidents, not, then I thought, well, no one's going to – we're going to know when someone's murdering someone. Well, the other thing, too, is that – while I thought it, I, I knew, I didn't think it would be an active, like one of them is a killer. Once the stakes get raised enough, they all become killers. Like yeah. they all become capable of doing murder. Yeah. Like even that scene uh, late in the piece where B no longer trusts Sophie mm. and he's hiding from her while she's looking yeah, for yeah, her yeah. in that, and they're in that weird room with like the, the rock and the ferns. Yeah. And, like that's pretty stressful. Yeah. It's very stressful stuff. Yeah. yeah. Even though you're like, I don't think either of you are going to kill one another, but also I don't know because you're both paranoid you're on drugs Mm. people are dying you've learned that you can't trust her you're backed into a corner we've heard a story about how you nearly like killed someone while right yeah yeah we've seen you doing drugs like it's all these all these little elements that add to the tension of it but it's not a jump scary movie it's not a monster the monster is is ego yeah yeah (laughs) well on that so one of the things i'm like i don't know that i found it scary but definitely made me uncomfortable and i applaud them for it so you talked about the vibes being like off from the get-go. That friendship group and the the dialogue between them, especially in the earlier scenes when you're like trying to get a feel. You are you are the stand-in. You're trying to get a feel from because you're unfamiliar with this group. And you're hearing the way they talk to each other and you're getting those little notes of passive aggressiveness coming through. You're getting, uh, what's her name, who was just outright 
aggressive. Yeah. And all those little moments, I thought they did that fucking beautifully because it was so uncomfortable and so mm. tense. Mm. And then you've got David just being a complete, utter piece of shit. And like, what? What's the problem? And like, oh, gaslighting. I don't need to hear you talk about that again. And you just like, it's like all those elements. Like, luckily, most of my friendship, well, all of my friendship groups are not like that. Mm. But being in high school, really, even, I don't even think at this age, luckily, I kind of got past it. Then there were notes of those sorts of things. And it is, yeah. they did it very well. They, they did you of high well. school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is, it's a super uncomfortable scene. Yeah. They do a good job of, uh, what's Maria's character name? B. B. They, like, you're completely, like, with her in that moment. Yeah, She's yeah. like, what, what the she walks fuck out. is it, It's an interesting choice to go that hard early and not just mm. have things more simple and then have the mask slide away as right, things get worse right. and worse. Yeah, yeah. Just from the outset, it's like, oh, uh, bit of a piece of shit, piece of shit, massive piece of shit, yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> well, I think that actually makes the when the when the bodies hit the floor, yeah, uh, makes it more scary because there are no masks. Yeah. Like the masks are like paper thin and they already fell off. Right. So when things go to shit, the skin's coming off too. It's just bones, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think my preference is for like late in play someone to. You know, turn on someone and you'd yeah. be like, oh, but I trusted you. Whereas from the outside, I trust anyone. Yes. No, like yeah. when they're like, there's a killer, it's like, well, I mean, it's probably all of you. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is yes. Yeah. In yeah. a way. Yeah. On that, did our characters act wisely or foolishly? <laughs> um, the only, you know, the only person who acts a little bit wise and is then punished for it is Greg. He yeah. thinks it's a game. And then when he realizes it's not a game, he's trying to calm them down. Yes. But they're already yeah. here and he can't. Yeah. He can't get them. He can't, he can't get them back and then he's dead. Yeah. Greg, date someone more your own age, man. <laughs> yeah. Also, actually, you know what? Greg did act foolishly. Fucking, they're like 22, right? Yeah. And he's like 40 something. Yeah. yeah. Disgusting. Come on, Greg. Come on, mate. Greg, have a wank. And then make a decision. You'd be alive. You'd be alive. Date someone your own age. Wanks save lives. Wanks save lives. Is this a PSA? Is this just a it general is. announcement for everyone from Scary Boys? Have a wank, save a life. Yeah. But also date within your own age bracket. I am um, a, a friend of mine. I was meaning like friends. This is a while ago. Many friends of friends at like some like barbecue or something. And they're always like, oh, I'm unsure of this guy who they've known for a while. And like, he's a bit weird, but I think he's nice enough. Mm. And then the minute I met him, I was like, yeah, you are a bit weird. And then I was talking to him and his partner, who he's been with for a while. Right. And then someone made some crack about being old and she sort of was like, ha, I'm 25. And we're all a lot older than that. (laughs) And I did the math in my head and I went over to my mate and I'm like, hey, you know how you think that this guy's a bit of a dick? I'm like, he is. Right. Because she is a child. (laughs) What was the age gap? Uh, It was, it was, I reckon, maybe seven or eight years. Mm. And they'd been together for long enough that she would have been like, 20 yeah. when they first met. Yeah, okay. Grub. Grub. Yeah. <laughs> Go to prison. I think my dad is six years older than my mom. Oh, grub. Oh, grub. Yeah. Which, like, the older you get, it's like not, it's a no, non-factor. Of not. Yeah, but no, I, no. as I've said to him before, when you were in year 12, she was in grade six, you <laughs> fucking creep. Oh, I, do that, I do that with my partner all the time because she's four years older than me. Right. Oh. And I often do a, like, she'll be like, oh, something about, like, graduating. I'm like, just a fun fact, when you were graduating, I was in year eight. <laughs> <laughs> I had great. five pubes. <laughs> I had named them all. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right, boys. How would we do in this situation? Uh, well, I think pretty good. We've got the fact that we we've got hope and we've friendship. got hope and friendship on our side. Yeah. So I assume you. the we've been invited to this hurricane party. Yeah. With all of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. That's the problem. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. We because if it was just the three of us, it would be party, fine. We're fine. We'll yeah. be doing what we're literally doing. We're away we- at the moment with our partners. We're gonna play some board games later tonight. Yeah, we're gonna have a yeah. few drinks. It's gonna be a good old time. We're gonna we're gonna probably watch Paddington. <laughs> yeah. Play some play some. Power's Mario gonna go Kart. out though in the hurricane. 
It's all right. Damon's got a power bank. Yeah. We also, card games. We got a lot of board games in there. Also, maybe it's an Australian thing. We'd play Murder in the Dark. <laughs> Which is bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a, I remember playing a very fucked game of Murder in the Dark. You mentioned you had a story about yeah, Murder yeah. in the Dark. Did you say you've been playing? So this is a current story. No, no, no. no. I thought I, you were I've, digging back into the Thomas archives. We're going into the archives. Yeah. Um, I remember playing yeah, a really fucked game of Murder in the Dark at someone's birthday. And the reason I remember it is I remember they Rough age? Me- uh, 11, oh, 10, okay, 10 okay. or 11. A long way back. Oh, uh, maybe even younger. When did, when did pod racing come out for Nintendo oh. 64? Star oh. Wars pod racer. What a time in our lives. Well, when was. did Star Wars come out? 1999. So, okay, I would have been nine, eight right. or nine. Right. Yep. Yeah, fuck. So, a while ago. And it was this birthday because they had got a Nintendo 64 with pod racing on it. Fantastic. Great, Great game. Also, at that same party, is the first time I watched a Star Wars movie, um, which was... Empire Strikes Back. Whew. Okay. Weird to... Yeah. Actually, no, no, sorry. I, I, I digress. With the same group of friends, we'd gone to see episode one, and that was the first Star Wars movie I saw, and then the second Star Wars movie I saw was Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Just watching the hits. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, in this Murder in the Dark game, we're in like a bedroom playing Murder in the Dark. There's about six or seven of us. And it just got like, it got really scary. Oh, wow. <laughs> Lights off. And whoever was the murderer just like took someone out, but like really aggressively. Oy. And it was like, you heard like a thud and people were like, fuck, someone's been murdered. And the people, because you can't yell at murder in the dark until right. you find the body. But the people got scared. And then someone who wasn't the murderer just started hitting people with pillows. Oh, sh- and I remember getting terrified and knowing that I could leave the, cause I was over near the door and I was like, yeah. I could leave the room, but I was like at an age where I was scared and I could feel myself like tearing up. And I was like, if I walk out and I'm tearing up, the parents out there will see that something bad has happened. Right. So they'll want to stop the game. And I can't be the person yeah. responsible for stopping the game. This is a pure scaredy boy quandary right here. This is perfect. So what I did, boys, is I dug into my reservoir of whatever and I just started to make myself laugh hysterically. Oh, <laughs> right? shit. Hysterical, maniacal, fucking Todd What's-His-Name's-Joker style. Right. I'm, I'm Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> and I walked out of... And I, Chris then once Cooper I was, and the Muppets. Chris Cooper and the Muppets. Once I started <laughs> maniacal laugh, maniacal laugh, once I, could, once I was doing that hard enough, I walked out of the bedroom because I figured any tears in my eyes look like tears of joy. Oh, wow. Game continued. I got to have a breather and go back in. Hero. 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 Big game hero. That's me. Anyway, how are we doing in this murder in the dark game? Can we, can we laugh our way out of it? Well, no, I think the issue is, is that we're fine, but we are dealing with six or seven right. people. They're who coming are, at us with suspicion and high on drugs. And, we are yeah. three older guys. Why <laughs> yeah, are we, we are. here? We shouldn't be at this party, boys. Greg fucking invited us like an idiot. Uh, we didn't know there was going to be a bunch of no. We wouldn't have come. You know what's a good time to do? Take on the storm. <laughs> oh, okay. Walk out and meet it. But seriously, let's just find a room in this house and just bat Bunk it down. Bunk it down. Yeah. Like Greg tries. We're at a party. Damo's obviously brought a book with him. Correct. Yep. They're going to play a scary game. You can game. read the book to us. Yeah. <laughs> what were you reading that time back in the day? Hannibal oh, or something? It no, it wouldn't have been no, scary. No, no, it wasn't scary. No, we're watching Hannibal. Uh, it would have 100% been a fantasy book. Oh, I love Probably fantasy. a Raymond E. Feast, if you there know the author. I was, was going to say like that, like a right. David Eddings kind it of. It might have been David Eddings. Jono was big on David Eddings. We so do the voices when you read it to us? Oh, of course I will, mate. I love this. this. I love it sounds like a really shit. lovely time. They'll come in and be like, was it you? Oh, look at these fucking piss babies reading books in the dark. It's definitely not them. They don't yeah. even know what a TikTok dance is. Yeah. And then they'll leave. <laughs> yeah. I think being too old will smite save us. I think so. No one no one thinks we're vets. No, no. They're like fucking We're not ripped and hot like Greg, so we're okay. Yeah, I mean, but then, but there's so many unknowns. <laughs> because if they kind of always be like, "There's a murderer here," we will be like, "Right, we got to solve. 
maybe that's it. We like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll help you solve the murder. And yeah. by determining that old mate had killed himself accidentally yeah, right. save the day. But also, I think we might die. I, I do think it's about trying to avoid them and let them pick each other off. Yeah, yeah. I do think when you said they tell us there's been a murder, our good hearts would be like, we'll help you yeah, solve this. Yeah. But they're all pieces of shit. Yeah. yeah. Lock ourselves in the room. Listen to a beautiful story. I think locking ourselves in a room is dangerous. Okay. Because if they come into the room, where then I think we need to just avoid, like like a stealth level in a video game. We just need to sneak around because they're not quiet. No, no, no. They are noisy as shit. We just need to avoid them at all costs. They've also all got a light source. They've all got a light source. We probably do too. No, no, we turn it off. We got yeah. phones. We go. We go dark. Arnie taking the predator. I tell you what we could do. We go out to the car. Yep. Lock the doors. Yep. I read you the story. Oh, done. Car is a dangerous spot to be in a hurricane. Yes. Is it more dangerous than being inside with these crazies? I think so. Do they know every room in and out? I don't know. It's a pretty big place. Yeah, it is a pretty big place. True. I think we go back to where Greg is once he's been killed because they're not going to go back that's there. that's quite good. His dead body's in there, though. That's all right. Well, we can hide. We can, he's such a massive unit. We can just we can all three him. hide underneath his dead body. Where are the boys, God? Who knows? That is DiCaprio <laughs> Revenant style. We yes. sleep inside <laughs> of Greg's body. <laughs> 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 Lee Pace. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Snuggle up inside Lee Pace. Survive the storm. Yep. Fuck it, Al. All right. That is all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And if you scary listeners like our show would like to help us out, you can. It's really easy. You can just head over to patreon.com forward slash boys and become a patron where for just five bucks a month, you get access to a crazy amount of bonus episodes. We've got our monthly bonus episodes, including chases, scary stories, deep dives, and a whole bunch of other new ones coming up, as well as our twice monthly small screen scares podcast. We watch and review horror TV. We've been having a lot of fun doing Midnight Mass recently. Uh, and then we also have our RPG campaigns which come out once a month as well and they're awesome run by adam for our first one so it's really great or you can leave us a review wherever you listen as that truly does help a bunch and has the added benefit of making us feel like very special boys lastly if you have any comments about this episode or just want to say hi you can email us at three at gmail.com or you can find us on twitter at scaredy boys or individually i'm at midday pajamas i'm at carney from 55 i'm an orca trade stay scared everyone cunts cunts cunts